0: Hello, friends. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for helping The Art of Fitness hit the top 200 in the fitness and nutrition category. Thank you very much. In just five short weeks, you've helped me do that. I really appreciate it. And as a token of my appreciation, I'm giving away a barbell. So go to www.theartoffitnesspodcast.com and click the photo link. You can't miss it. It's like the first thing you'll see. It's a shot of Rogue Echo Bar with, like, arrows pointing to it saying free. Just click on that, type in your name, type in your email, and I'm going to choose a lucky winner. Um, So I'll leave it up there for a little while to give everybody a chance to hear this. And thanks again, and good luck. I really appreciate it. I'm Steve Serbis, and this is The Art of Fitness. Hey, everybody, welcome to The Art of Fitness. I'm Steve Serbis, and today I'll be talking with Logan Collins. Logan is a 25 year old CrossFit athlete and owner of CrossFit Rejoice in Wiley, Texas. Growing up in Wiley, Texas, he played a little football when he was young, focused on baseball through high school, tried his hand as a fireman when he joined the world. All the while, Logan says that he had no real work ethic. When he found CrossFit in 2015, he didn't know anything about the sport. That's when he started his quick and dramatic climb to competing on the world stage. In 2015, he placed seventh at the South Regional, and that was when he qualified using ring pull ups because he didn't have a pull up bar. In 2016, he climbed to third place in the South Regional after he finished 45th worldwide in the Open. That was his ticket to his rookie year at the 2016 CrossFit Games. Logan made another jump in this year's South Regional where he just was awarded first place overall, earning him an invite to the 2017 CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. Logan is a fine young man. Uh, he has built a business as a solo owner and coach of his own gym. Has created a community of positivity and achievement all by himself. And while he's doing this all by himself, he also finds the time to carve out moments for himself to become one of the fittest people in the world. Not bad. Uh, before we get into my conversation with Logan, let's go to the question of the day. <laughs> P-105 asks, who's the best CrossFit competition programming? Or who has the best CrossFit competition programming? My short answer is the one that you're following, P-105. Things have reached a point that if you put all the programming side-by-side, all the programs that you'll see out there on the interwebs side-by-side, you'll see that they're all very similar. They have strength component. They have an Olympic lifting component. They have a conditioning component, a cardiorespiratory component. And they'll have some active recovery built in here and there, rest days, skill development. But they're all really similar. Uh, Is there a magic pill? Maybe. Is something missing that can fast-track development? Possibly. Um, Have I seen it out there yet? Not really. Have I experimented? Yeah, I've seen results from special evolutions and special workouts that I've created to garner specific adaptations for specific people. But if you're following a general program for a large population of people that's not written specifically for you, um, just choose one. Follow it. But don't bounce around to a variety of them. Choose one. Be loyal to it. If someone starts a general competition program and is publishing it and is publishing that program on a daily basis, and you've heard of them, I assure you they know what they're doing. Uh, If you aren't doing that and if you have some cash to invest in yourself, contact someone directly. Ask them to program for you specifically based on your strengths and the things you need to work on. Uh, I'm not going to give a list of names here, but if they're public, chances are they're good. A better option, though, is to contact a veteran near you uh, that can, you can have face-to-face time with. There's really no substitute for that. Um, having a personal relationship with your coach is, is paramount and is one of the most important things that you could possibly do, actually. Anywho... Good luck, P-105. All right, friends, let's listen to my conversation with Logan Collins. Logan, you there? Hey, Steve. What's going on, man? Hey, Logan. How you doing? Thanks for coming on The Art of Fitness. Thanks for carving out some time for me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, man.
0: So you're the owner of CrossFit Rejoice, am I right? Yes, sir. Can you tell me how you came up with that name? Why Rejoice?
1: uh you know it's kind of funny um whenever you go through the application process of getting an affiliate started um kind of searching for the name was the hardest part for me it was uh i forget there's probably 30 names that i went through and like um probably sent them about 10 hq Mm -hmm. and they rejected all 10 of them either somebody already had them or um it was too close to some other name Mm -hmm. and uh in the the uh I guess the um, prerequisites as far as um, like what you needed, it said no religious connotations to the name. And I was like, you know, it kind of bugged me a little bit because I am a Christian and um, that plays a huge role in my life. And uh, so I was like, well, let's see how close we can get and uh, see what happens there. So I actually, it was the one of the last uh, names was rejoice on there. And I was like, let's see if it hits. And so I sent it to them and sure enough, they accepted it. And I was like, heck, that's a good deal. I mean, that's, I can, I can play off that in so many ways. So um, that was kinda, I just come up with the name. Um, It just came to me one day, nothing, no special um, reason. We don't, um, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. Just came to me one day, but I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty funny how it's like no religious connotation, but I can play off that in so many ways that it's, it's a good deal.
0: So. Tell me if I'm correct here, um, because you have an interesting story, and in my opinion, you're, uh, you're only going up. We're going to hear your name a lot. First of all, how old are you?
1: Uh, 25, about to be 26 in
0: July. 25. I, um, let's talk about the fact that this is only your third year of this sport, correct? Yes, sir. So your, your first CrossFit Open— was in 2015.
1: Uh, I did the open in 2014. Um, after about, I think it was probably four or five months of the good old barn days. I had a, I have a barn gym. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how I got started. Hung some rings in the rafters and um, didn't have a barbell. I didn't have a, a pull up bar either. I had to do. A, it's funny. I had to do pull ups on rings, and so I had to do strict pull ups for like the first, which was awesome. It ended up helping me really well, but uh, had to do strict pull-ups on the ring so uh my first open was in 14 so when 14.2 came out which was the chest of bar I had never kipped and um <laughs> I end up it's pretty funny I ended up throwing up a, a a 200 and I think it was four reps on that workout get out of here and uh and I was like didn't know how to kip I had to learn that day and uh I I got the butterfly down a little bit but then you throw the chest of bar element in there and it was just like a it was
0: a crap show, so you never kept in your life and by by the time you hit the workout, you were doing some butterflies.
1: I was hitting some butterflies or or something like that. I don't know what you call it, but uh yeah that was um that was my first uh open was in fourteen, and then I got a little redemption on fifteen point two with it uh was it fifteen point yeah fifteen point two with it repeating so i was I had a another year under my belt so
0: so in two thousand fourteen uh, your open went in what direction? How did you finish? Man, I
1: if there was a number, it would be I was definitely in the one thousands worldwide. Uh huh. And but, I don't I don't know as far as regional goes what that what that looked like.
0: But there was definitely a jump on, from two thousand fourteen to fifteen.
1: Yeah, it's pretty drastic. Yeah, pretty
0: drastic jump. So, in 2015, you finished 7th in the region, correct? Yes, sir. And then, in 2016, which was only your second appearance in the regionals, you took 3rd and earned yourself a ticket to the CrossFit Games. Yep. Wow. So, that being said, and you um, sharing that story with us of not do, ever doing a kipping pull-up to you know be, before that workout, all of a sudden cranking them, cranking them out, getting a, a pretty decent number of reps for somebody who had never really cycled um, pull-ups. What 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 is your athletic background? Do do you you're obviously a good mover. Uh, you obviously have good work capacity, but where did that come from?
1: Um, you know, in high school I played baseball. Uh, I got. It's funny, my dad, uh, I started playing football. I really liked football a lot when I was growing up. And uh, my dad, I was always, you know, I'm a pretty small guy. I'm not, I'm not a big guy by any means. So he took, me, uh, he took me out, and I remember he said, if you quit football, because he was just so scared that I was going to get hurt. I mean, I was like the smallest guy on the field, and I was the, the quarterback usually. And uh, I would just get rocked every day. And um he just didn't want to see it. and I wouldn't go down, so I would try to like stay up and then I'd get tattooed, then I'd hold on a little bit longer, you know. <laughs> so it was uh it was just I can only imagine seeing that. If I saw my son doing something like that, I'd be probably pretty uh pretty scared. So he actually offered to buy me a dirt bike. Instead. Instead. And I, <laughs> I look back at that and I'm like that was probably the dumbest thing you could have done right there, you know. Uh, so that's uh, – I liked football, really enjoyed it. But then uh, right when I kind of hit high school, I, I uh, turned, you know, turned my focus into baseball. And, um, man, we had a group of guys that was pretty cool. We, uh, we all played t-ball together. We won um, the t-ball championship in this area, to, um, like, as a group. Um, and then my senior year in high school – we had that I mean, I'm not kidding you, the exact same team. Oh wow. Yeah, it was the coolest. There was a big little article in the newspaper. It had our picture when we were in T ball and then you shift and we were all on the um the you know the big the big field in high school yeah. and playing together. So uh went on to play uh earned a scholarship to uh, a junior college in East Texas, um, Lawn Morris. Um, wasn't much of a you know, baseball school. It was a Uh, more known for the uh, education, which that was not my strong suit. So I lasted probably about, I'd say, two months there, and it just was not for me. I didn't like it. I had an opportunity to go through the fire academy um, and went into that thing full force, just not a lick of physical or any PT in my body. So I got destroyed during the fire academy. That was a nice rude awakening um yeah and then after that man i don't know it just uh i found crossfit uh through a you know through a youtube video or something like that watching rich froning or something like that on youtube and me and my buddy gave it a shot at anytime fitness and it kind of just sparked it really enjoyed it
0: did they throw you out no on
1: uh (laughs) in college (laughs) In anytime fitness. Oh, at any time. No, I was actually good friends with the owner, but you know, we we didn't. Uh, I remember the the same workout. It was uh, seven overhead squats, seven thrusters, and then seven pull ups, seven rounds or something like that. And with iron plates. Iron plates, yeah. And I, I man, there was no way I could overhead squat. I still suck at overhead squat, but uh, yeah, it was it was fun
0: so you're you're a solo gym owner and coach uh of of crossfit rejoice and i understand that um that you're building quite a community of positivity and encouragement um and on top of doing that alone a soloist that's that's not an easy uh, an, an easy venture you find time to to compete at a very high level. And my question to you is why, why do you, why do you compete?
1: Man, I, uh, that's a tough question. I've actually asked myself a few times, like, why do I do this? And I think it's, um, it's very personal to me, which is, it can kind of, that can kind of bite you. I'm, I'm very prideful, which is kind of one of my downfalls. Um, so I, um, I started kind of in my barn by myself. So again, and um, that was just like to get out of my head. I, you know, growing up, I was, you know, high school days, no work ethic, you know, um, no real like just purpose to to go as hard as I could. If I would have had the same work ethic that I had today in high school, it was just, it would just be night and day. My life would probably be a lot different than it is. Um, so I think it's going from having that zero work ethic, you know, growing up all through my life, not zero work ethic. I still worked hard and I still, but it's a, it's a big difference on how I am today than how I was. And, uh, I think just kind of realizing that, um, not trying to waste any time. Um, the what if question is always kind of in my mind. Cause I know there'll be a, a time where I'm not going to be able to, you know, compete at a high level. I never even competed at a very high level when I was growing up. So I think just being exposed to this, uh, um, where hard work gets rewarded and you don't have to be the most gifted, um, person. You don't have to be this, you know, six foot tall, 215 pound, you know, human. And, you know, you got a lot of things that you have to be good at. And, um, you have to work really, really hard to get there, and I think that's what I really enjoy, and that's probably why I train—just, just the hard work and, um, yeah, just being rewarded through through that.
0: That's great, man. Are you ready to do this questionnaire? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right, Logan, let's go. Section one: the physical. How many meals do you consume in a day? Got so I wake up about four a.m. Um
1: eat a little bit, train one, two,
0: three, probably six meals, six meals in a day. And in percentages of fats, proteins, carbs, what is your macronutrient breakdown per meal or does it change with time of day? Um, does it change with your training schedule?
1: Uh, I try to keep uh, pretty, pretty consistent through that. I don't track, um, the macros. I tried that a while back and it's it's a lot of stress added so I eat quality foods I eat, um, I eat a lot because I'm trying to gain a lot of weight so um, trying to be consistently around 175 you know hopefully I can be a little bit higher than that um, you know during the regional time but uh, just pretty much eating eating a lot of good quality food is kind of what how I go
0: so so you're walking around one seventy five right now. What what Oh absolutely uh, not. <laughs> no, you're under or over? I'm on I'm definitely under. I'm I weighed like last week, I think I weighed one sixty eight. Wow. What what did you come in at um for the two thousand sixteen games? Uh man,
1: I messed up on that. I tried to uh start eating clean and, you know, doing all this stuff that I wasn't used to and I was I was probably around one You know 165
0: 166 wow so you were you were it had me it had
1: me around 170 uh 170 i was the lightest guy in the field but i was i was pretty sure i was 165.
0: okay wow so right now you're trying to hit 175 to sustain you through the rest of the season yes sir all right um how much time do you take between eating and training
1: eating and training so my first first session is i probably take about an hour and a half about 90 minutes between when i eat and then i'll eat right after i'll eat um, a lot of carbs i got a lot of carb supplements um and then just eating uh like vegetables and just some pretty um a pretty big meal right after i train
0: how often do you train in a day logan
1: Kind of switches up a little bit uh, on the weekends, especially um, probably four to five hours daily in one block uh, usually go from about seven to nine in the morning. I train right after I coach uh, from about seven to nine I go home eat and then I get back up here uh, around one forty five or two train till four thirty and then coach all my classes four thirty five thirty six thirty and then uh I if I have something left at the end of the day, I'll I'll go ahead and hit a hit a MetCon. Usually, a you know higher skill, um, a little bit lower impact because I know I'm not going to be you know fueled um, well, so I won't be feeling that great. But I need to need to do something before I go home.
0: Now, What does a typical training day for you look like? So if if you're doing if if you're doing a, a two hour block after your morning uh, coaching, you're trying to get stuff in um, around your coaching schedule, right? Um, you're trying to eat as much food as you can after your training schedule. And do you figure out, like, you're you're the strongest in the morning, and then you're going to hit conditioning in the evening, and then if you have something, if you have a little time at night, you're going to hit a little bit more um, conditioning or – or what how does it look sure um i've noticed i cannot
1: do any olympic lifts in the morning it's an epic fail um body's just not looking up for that mm-hmm. so i usually hit a pretty um a pretty hefty metcon in the morning um usually geared all towards lungs um not a whole lot of weight on the bar really uh, just because i feel like i don't know i, I get a lot of uh i a lot of back pain when I, when I don't warm up properly. And I, uh, I definitely don't warm up properly when I, um, in the mornings. So I'm, I'm trying to get, get started, get going. So I, uh, I definitely do some kind of just hefty Metcon in the morning and then followed by an accessory, uh, usually like a weighted strict pull up or, um, you know, ring ups, a lot of push ups. I got Murdered on Murph on my push ups, so I've been working a lot on those um, here lately. So, strict stuff like that as far as my accessory in the morning, then I'll follow that into the next um, session with uh, started off with another Metcon um, and then follow that into another a strength for about you know 30 or 45 minutes, maybe an hour, it just depends. Um, and then follow that by another MetCon before, right before class. I usually it's funny my, my my I feel sorry for my afternoon class sometimes at 4:30 because I usually take it all the way up till about 4:29, and I'm just dying. And they come in, they're like kind of looking around. I'm like having to wipe the you know wipe the sweat and the drool off of me and um, get them started on a warm up. And uh, we usually do like a general warm up, so it's usually something that you know they can. I can step them through, but then I can kind of recover and make, you know, make some time for myself to kind of come through a little bit. So, and then I'll follow the PM uh, after all my classes with a high skill, high skill Metcon um, or odd object, something like that.
0: And do you train by yourself or do you have a partner?
1: I have a a couple of different um, training partners. I got and usually in the mornings i'm by myself so morning all my morning sessions i'm i'm alone which is you know sometimes really good for the mental aspect of that um and then because you you know you don't want to train after i've been up for you know i I work up i wake up a little bit before four so yeah i don't want to train when i finish classes so it's nice to have that little mental push like you could easily go home but you don't need to so i like the morning sessions alone um, and then my afternoon sessions i got a, a buddy zach adkins he uh he trains with me from um like i said about one forty five till till four thirty and then my at my night time is by myself as well
0: all right so you touched on good for your mind those morning sessions um the solo training sessions in the morning let's move on to section two how would you describe your mental state while training your state of mind in training sessions whether it be by yourself or whether it be when zach comes over and throws down with you
1: yeah sure and i would i would honestly try to just i stay focused um i i do tend to put a lot of pressure on myself so um but i think the pressure that i put on myself is is good um it's not a bad pressure it's not like you yeah ha- i have high standards for myself so during my training my mind is just running pretty crazy um as far as that um trying to make the most of that day on how i feel is is a big deal so a lot of the times that um you know i have i don't write anything before I, f- I follow a weightlifting program but as far as my metcons go i have to go by feel so i'm trying to make the most out of um how, how i'm feeling that day and uh it's it's kind of funny it sounds maybe like a little cliche but uh I was definitely humbled at um the games this year and um it it has driven me this year to um really change my attitude last year i had a lot of i had more bad sessions than i did good sessions you're going to have bad ones but um you know i thought it everything was just going to be you know oh you you made it all good you know um keep training hard whatever you know but that's that's not the case if you want to do well you can get to the crossfit games but if you want to do well at the crossfit games you got to you got to find that intensity that i did not have last year um i was definitely humbled um just like i was just in quicksand the whole time since i got there yeah. um so i'd use that pretty much every day to to drive me um mm-hmm. to have yeah. that clear um focused mindset
0: i th- i think everybody's first time there is is has that kind of experience i've never i've never competed at the games however i have coached athletes to the games um, on three different occasions and i'll tell you that the jump and maybe you'll agree with me the jump from that trial of going through the open to all of a sudden we're jumping and now we're at regionals a little bit more difficult but the jump between regionals and what it is you have to do at the CrossFit Games, not in, even in terms of work capacity, but also managing the heat, managing your hydration, managing nutrition, dealing with um, the show that is also yeah. happening around you sure. on top of the fact that these events are, you know, exponentially more difficult. Yes. It's, it's just like... Um, You can't prepare enough for it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right. right. And um, it's nice that you're keeping that as part of your imagery to get you through these sessions, um, especially when two out of the three sessions you do a day is by yourself. Just keep on reminding yourself that, man, because, um, you know, hopefully we'll see you back there. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. Um, If you can, speaking of competition, if you could liken your mental state in competition as opposed to in training to a type of organic or inorganic substance, what would it be and why? Um, I probably
1: say carbon.
0: All right. Um, Why, Why carbon? That's a new one. Very, uh,
1: can withstand a lot of heat. So, um, that's what I think I've, I've had this year. Um, just, Whatever's being thrown at me just being able to withstand
0: that and That's great. and use that for sure. That's excellent. Uh can you can you elaborate on that? What kind of things have been thrown at you this year that that you've had to deal with in preparation? Um,
1: you know, since you know, everybody gets uh you know, everybody's hurting at the at the game. So, um after that first um take you back a little bit, but after the uh the trail run, trail run was cool. It was it was awesome. Um, it was pushed. You got a lot of bottlenecks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had a lot. I had a pretty good time on that part. And then you move, we moved kind of into the deadlift, which I like deadlift. Being even being a little guy, I enjoy I enjoy stuff like that. Um, being smaller and being able to um, being able to try to contend for those um, or um, compete against the big guys in that. So that that kind of I was fired up about the deadlift event. Right. And I thought it was going to be, like, a great idea. And, hey, go ahead and try to PR your deadlift on the second event of the CrossFit Games, Mm -hmm. knowing that it was Wednesday or, yeah, it was Wednesday or something like that. Right. And that just destroyed my central nervous system. And um, I had broken my back in high school, um, L5-S1, just stress fractures. And so coming into CrossFit back has been just an issue. Anything that slowed me down in a workout, I've always – feel like and it might be just my my mind playing games on me but the erectors lock up you know stuff like that so you know this year with the um been doing a lot of it like that but even when my back lights up I'm trying to find um different routes to um continue to move fast and not let that become a mental um part of that so being able to withstand a little bit of pain that I'm not used to Mm -hmm. is is huge for me and that's uh That's definitely going to be a separator this year for me and being able to withstand um, a little bit more. It sounds pretty crazy, but um, a little bit more pain than last year. So I would definitely say that would be
0: be that. Imagine this scenario. You're holding a baby in your right arm and a cooler that has in it a vital organ to be delivered to a loved one in need. You come to a canyon. The only way across is via a zip line that requires one of your hands to hold on with. You need to put one of those things down. Which one do you put down? The baby or the vital organ that has to be delivered to a loved one in need?
1: Um, so no idea who the baby is? <laughs> or whose baby? My baby?
0: Uh, it's just uh, just, uh, it's, just it's, a just it's, a baby. <laughs> it's it's whatever it's whatever you you think it is. It's, okay, it, it might be your baby. Sure, it's your baby. Does it change the answer if it's your baby?
1: No, it actually doesn't. I would I wouldn't say that it did. All right, uh, a baby's a baby. Um, I would honestly, if I had any kind of shirt or, um, I'd probably take the shirt off, somehow. Rig the cooler up or swaddle the baby to my chest or something like that, and then hold the coo- somehow, do something like that, and then slide across or zip line across. That'd probably be my, my go to.
0: That's great. So you're getting the both across no matter what. Trying, yeah. Great. A news broadcast just reports that the Earth is going to be struck by an asteroid the size of our moon. Officials have known about this for some time, but we just heard about it, and the asteroid is predicted to hit within 24 hours. This will mean a certain end for our planet. How will you spend your last 24 hours?
1: Uh, that's, that's pretty easy. I'd um, spend it with family, uh, friends, people that I love. Um, probably go out in the woods somewhere or, um, you know, just enjoy nature. Mm-hmm. Um, for the last 24, that'd probably be what I did. But with family and friends and just everybody that I knew and loved.
0: Sounds awesome. This next one's a two-part question. Okay. When is it essential to lie, and when is it deplorable to tell the truth?
1: I would say maybe lie um, when it doesn't affect the person or the situation in a negative way. hmm And then, um, you know, I'd probably tell the truth. It'd be kind of the opposite. Tell the truth when it would be a, um, more of a positive impact on the person or situation.
0: Mm. So, it's, it's only essential to lie when it, it inhibits pain or discomfort in the human. Yeah. And, uh, and it's awful to tell the truth when...
1: You know, hurt the person.
0: Gotcha, man. Yeah. All right. So, who in history, real or fictional, would you describe as resilient? Why that person?
1: Colonel William Reeder... He was a uh, Vietnam POW. He was captured, tortured, um, never, you know, any kind of POW is, is definitely resilient in my book and is, a, is an absolute hero, um, but just never never gave in to what, um, you know, the enemy was looking for. Um, any veteran or active duty, for sure, um, along with that, I would say is, is that person, and that's real, so that would be my...
0: My pick doesn't get much more real no <laughs> let's move on section three what is your idea of perfect happiness
1: ah uh, perfect happiness for me is probably just going home after you know a long day knowing that um you know what i did that day had affected um someone In a positive way um maybe leading hopefully leading them towards christ um and yeah just just being a positive impact for for people is is probably my perfect happiness what is the opposite of fear
0: being calm i'd say great calm finish this sentence for me love is blank eternal What recurring trait do you notice about yourself that makes you angry?
1: Definitely the first one that comes to mind would be pride. Um, Pride can be a tough thing for me. Um, And it it doesn't really, it helps me in some ways, but it's also like, you know, just a, a, it's a very, it can it can hurt you in a lot of ways too as far as like you know personal relationships and uh, stuff like that you know stuff inside the gym if if that's if that's being you know prideful um, I think it can help me and it does help me um, just having that high um, high sense of um, what I'm capable of but um, pride for sure makes me kind of i kind of get a little bit angry at myself because I'm like why did i just why did I just do that why am I you know um I rub off on people like that and I don't like that when I when that happens
0: like what give me an example because it in in I mean the limited exposure to you that I've had I I can't really see it you seem like a a very um respectful dude with 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 uh with very good intentions about the people that you surround yourself with give me one example of the last time you felt as though you exhibited pride and and how that negatively affected somebody
1: i don't know man it's um it's hard to it's hard to put my uh mind around it but i do know it affects people um my pride does and affects affects me more personally than than it does other people i guess but Mm -hmm. i know it does rub off i want to be that um kind of that easy going and i know you said you i'm pretty easy going but I'm not. Um, I just know how how I should be, and um, I know I am very prideful, and that I don't know that just make it doesn't make me angry. It just makes me um, want to get better at at not being that way. If that makes any sense,
0: it does make sense. It does make sense, man. But I'll give you this very hard right? to put my put my. Uh, no, I I, I understand I, I understand where you're going, but I I also want to share this with you is that what you have accomplished in a very short period of time. And what you're juggling, uh being a, a business owner and a relatively young man, um, is something that you should be proud of. And, you know, whether or not that that pride consumes you, I I I would venture a guess. I would I would bet some money on the fact that you know, the fact that you are aware of what it could turn into, um, it probably won't. But <laughs> You know, like I said, yeah. you, you and I are just chit-chatting here. Yeah. But what you have accomplished is something to be proud of, man, and, and you should give yourself that. Um, when do you experience sadness?
1: Probably when I see somebody going through a tough time or um, more like a, an emotional swing or um, just having a rough go. That, that'd probably be when I experience sadness.
0: And tell us about the last time you were genuinely surprised. Oh, that's funny.
1: So I actually went to um, Colorado for my first time, or actually almost anywhere other than Texas for the first time last year, um, to uh, Breckenridge. Right? But we drove We drove from here in Wiley at about 11 o'clock. We left at night, and we drove. It was about a 12-hour um, drive to there. And, um, so we go through like Amarillo and go through the West Texas of nothingness. And we finally get into like, I think it was New Mexico and I was driving and we were on this pretty straight road. I could kind of see something in the distance a little bit and I could see the sun was starting to rise. And, um, I don't know if I got in like this perfect, you know, spot or what, but the sun popped out and it was like a just a boom, the sun just hit me. And I got to see, um, you know, all the mountains. I don't know, New Mexico's not as big a mountains as Colorado, but, um, or where we were at that time. But I was definitely surprised on the, uh, you know, the beauty of, um, of that. That was a, a, uh, a great experience. And um, I won't forget that one.
0: What word or action incites a feeling of disgust in you?
1: Uh, probably disrespect. Disrespect, uh, entitlement would be uh, a big, a big one for me. Um, you know, disrespect as far as like, I don't like, uh, it sounds weird. Kids are kids, but, um, maybe like not kids, but young adults who, um, disrespect their parents. That's a, that's a big, that's a big deal for me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got probably, this is probably two, um, definitely entitlement. I, I talk about that a lot with, you know, some of my friends and stuff like that. Um, you know, people who feel like um, they are owed something, uh, that doesn't sit well with me, and I'm very, um, another downfall, but I'm very judgmental when it comes to that. Um, I try not to be, but yeah, definitely disrespect towards parents and um, maybe elders and then people who, who feel entitled that'd be
0: my deal moving on to section four the spirit what is your definition of the spirit the spirit this is your definition this is this is your definition so you know what whatever your beliefs are and um and however you want to answer that that's how i pose the question but you know
1: yeah absolutely um I would say the spirit is the Holy Spirit um, it's what's with us, just kind of helping us through the tough times, leading us in the right direction, uh, leading us back towards Christ if we fall away or even growing our um, you know personal relationship with that so that's that's a that's a no brainer
0: for me. What happens to us when our bodies die okay um, I'd
1: hope if uh you know, live in the right way and, um, our spirit and
0: soul are risen, spend, um, eternity in heaven for sure. Name one event in your life that you can most closely describe as a miracle.
1: Hmm. i say life in general is a miracle. Um, everything is, is a, is a plan. And I think that, um, you know, the people in my life that I'm blessed with, um, for sure, is an absolute miracle that, uh, that I get to do that. Um, I wouldn't say a specific event. I don't, I don't know as far as nothing really pops in my mind, but, um, yeah, I would just say my life in general has been a miracle.
0: What do you feel most connected with creation? Ooh. Yeah, definitely out in the woods somewhere.
1: Um, we're pretty big deer hunters. So anytime we get a chance to go down to, um, we got a lease down there in South Texas. And we got about um, 1,100 acres. And just being out there, it just it just connects you. Um, and then, like I said before, uh, Colorado, man, that was like my, that was like the highlight. So out in the woods or um, I guess out west somewhere in the mountains are you looking away from all civilization
0: yeah you look you're looking into maybe moving out west one day man that would be cool honestly
1: if i had i don't know i would never leave texas but if i did it would definitely be colorado
0: what is the thing that is the closest resemblance to absolute truth for you yeah i would
1: just say man just the word of god and um it humbles me it humbles me daily um putting a lot of pressure on myself as far as uh, business stuff goes or personal relationships or in the gym stuff, it, that brings me down. And, um, yeah, just remembering that everything's temporary and, um, in this life for sure. Great. Why do you feel you were put on this earth? I'd say to impact people's lives again and just bring them closer to, closer to a personal relationship with God by
0: Great. far. Great. And you're doing that with fitness. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Excellent, man. So, Yeah, thanks. Look, thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on the show, Logan. I I really appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Um, You know, I wish you all the best this year and, and in the future. You know, I think that you are... You are a solid young man with God knows what the, where the flip was between having zero work ethic and juggling what you're juggling now. But, uh, you know, I just want to say that if you won't take the time to be proud of yourself, I'll be proud of you for you. (laughs) And, uh, and how can, uh, how can the audience connect with you?
1: Um, I got trying to bump up the old Instagram game a little bit. I've been getting a lot of crap for that. Um, it was funny man there was a um I guess there was behind the scenes um of the CrossFit games and it was with uh I guess it was Travis Mayer and uh he had like 11,000 followers and I like I go go back and check mine I had like 960 followers <laughs> and I was like got a bunch of crap for that they were like Dude, they didn't even know you existed even before that. I was like, "Yeah." So I'm trying to bump up the old Instagram game. I think it's uh, I'm not sure what my handle is. I think it's uh, at Logan Collins. Maybe that would that would be my first guess. And then uh, you know, Facebook. But, uh, All right.
0: Well, we'll do- we'll double check that after we're off, and and I'll make sure that I say it at the end just to make yeah, sure cool. that they're finding you in the right place. Uh, <laughs> do you have any events coming up that uh, that we should check out, Logan? Anything else you want us to? Um, to check out that's important to you that's coming up or or maybe uh i don't know do you have a drop in thing going on uh at your gym
1: man we uh yeah we do do drop ins at um here in wiley texas at crossfit rejoice if anybody's in um in the area stop by
0: great uh before, before you go logan um before we say goodbye let's let i just want some parting words um a morsel of inspiration or anything else that you want to share with the listeners. Um, it's up to you. Um,
1: probably for just the, uh, you know, the new, new competitor or new, uh, you know, person that's just trying to make it, um, to the next level. Um, got a lot of, got a lot of insight with that. I was, I was there just, you know, a couple of years ago and I'm still there just trying to make it to the next level, you know, this year. So, um, man, just keep, keep grinding and, uh, um, consistency is the, uh, the best thing you could possibly have. It's a lot of, it's what a lot of people lack. It's, um, so consistency throughout the day,
0: Logan, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on the art of fitness. Thanks so much for carving out the time. Get back to the gym, get back to, uh, to eating more, man. You, you need yeah, to gain man. some weight for this season. I know it. All I'm right. Trying to bulk buddy. up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Thanks, right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks a lot again. I'll talk to you some other time. All right. All right, buddy. Bye. Logan Collins is a steadfast doer of good. He's humble. He is driven by a duty to help. He strives to be better in all aspects of his life and is forthright and honest. And sees life as a plan that that is merely a part of. This is why I feel Logan Collins is an artist. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Fitness. If you did, please subscribe, write a review. Also, go to com, Scroll down and do all of your Amazon shopping through the Art of Fitness portal. It would really help support. Thanks a lot. No, so sir. <laughs>